rolling right now my Donahue like panel. This is this is a crossover <laughs> event so ambitious. I think even Marvel is is jealous of what we're doing right now. <laughs> Here on the Eskimo Podcast at the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. My name is Mark Majot, obviously, and you're listening to the Eskimo Podcast, but I'm joined by the three hosts of the OG Eskimo Podcast, the first Eskimo <laughs> Podcast on the block, the Eskimo Empire po- Podcast. I'm joined by Andrew, Mike, and Kayla. Welcome to the Eskimo Podcast, everyone. How are you? What Very an intro, well. first yeah, off. Wow. Well, I'm glad I'm, I'm in on it. You guys are the OGs, the original <laughs> gangsters. You're here first. Wow. I don't old. think I've ever been... Yeah, I've never had that second word. The old <laughs> is always there, but... Uh, well, yes. welcome. You guys are a big part of the Eskimo fan base, and part of the reason why I like doing the podcast is I get to reach out to fans and hear feedback from fans, and, you know, the Eskimos have pretty good fans, and I'm looking at three of them right now. Uh, before we get into where the team is on the field... You guys are in year five of the podcast now? Yeah, that's right. This is season five. Wow. That, uh, so we started in May of 2015. Uh, excellent year to start <laughs> podcasting. Year to start, yeah. Uh, so yeah, by the end of that season, uh, I had no voice and it was outstanding. Um, and yeah, we've uh, the, the podcast has kind of you know, um, had a few different iterations as far as uh, co-hosts, but we've been with this group now for a year and a half, and and uh, we're a really good year. Uh, is it two years? It's already? two years. Okay, and she shot so you a luck, man. She, she sure did. did. <laughs> she, should know. she sure did. So yeah, now this is this is the crew, and and we get to have fun every week. It's awesome. So this is the current crew. About two years, Andrew. You've been you've been since episode one, right? You've been every single one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, this was my original okay. brainchild, and then I kind of built it from there. So when you were starting it, was it? There's a lot of podcasts out, obviously. There's two people on a podcast talking right yeah. now. But when you started this five years ago, was it more of there was a lack of an Eskimo podcast? Or was it, I could do that. I could plug in a microphone and talk about my favorite team for 45 minutes. Which which one really was it? Uh, I think it was actually a bit of both. Yeah. And, and honestly, the main driver for me was I wanted to meet more fans and connect with people who loved the team as much as I did. And uh, that's really, really come to happen that way so uh, once you get to start to I mean when we started it it, we had a lot of featured fans on and that was how I got to meet some of these people and kind of grow this uh, for lack of a better term empire (laughs) of us all together loving the team and and now we're still seeing people who were on season one and now coming back to season five and it's awesome it's just it's a really nice way to build and and Honestly, it's just fun. I now, like I said, every week I get to sit down with my friends and chat football. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Yeah. Mike, how did you get dragged into this whole situation? Uh, Not dragged actually, into it, <laughs> but <laughs> roped oh, into he it. Was. He was it's totally dragged into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he was just given an address and a time, and he <laughs> showed right, up. Right, yeah. <laughs> and he hasn't let me out since. Um, I have a glass box. Yeah. 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 Posed nicely. Yeah. Uh, I started, uh, actually, I met Andrew one or two episodes in. Oh, yeah. We were at um, Spruce Grove training camp in 2015, and we'd been talking on Twitter quite a bit and uh, he we just hit it off really well there and then we met in person he said I got to get you on this podcast one of these days and it was in the first season I think I did it I was living in Victoria oh wow at the time and I had season tickets here so I'd fly back and forth for every game no okay no I did I donated a lot of the tickets <laughs> okay. or gave them away kind of thing so okay. um, but still made about four or five games okay. a year. and then uh, yeah that I moved back in 2016 and as soon as I said I was moving back he said okay so you're not a co-host <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I think we all bring a little something different. We have mm-hmm. our own different stories and a uh, different way of looking at the team, and it's been great ever since. Kayla, year two for you. Was it intimidating to join a show that 
you know, was had a growing fan base and to be the, the, the first female voice on it, were you at all intimidated to join? No? No, not, I mean, not to sound like, oh, it's not a big deal. Because, I mean, it is. Like, mm-hmm. these guys are great, but they're like my brothers, and yeah. they just welcomed me like I was a part of the family already. And I don't think I really realized, I don't even think still I realize that there are, how many listeners do we have? Like, couple hundred yeah Yeah. so I mean that's amazing but it's it's kind of like because you don't see them all and it it just I don't know you just have to trust that they're there yeah exactly and it's just I don't I don't know it's just one of those things where you get to meet so many people but they already feel like you're friends Mm -hmm. so it's not a I don't know I don't know how to explain it well Mike mentioned Twitter, and I think one of the reasons probably why we're all here is Twitter. Social yep. media has kind of changed how we interact Everything. with people. Yeah. Is You're right, is you feel like you know some of these people yeah. before you even actually meet them. And who's to say what's happening on social media now? But kind of five years ago, that was a place where you actually could... Some of my friends yep. I've actually just met on Twitter tweeting about you know the, the same uh, type of things. Is that how you joined the, the podcast was through Twitter? Actually, yeah, it, it was. You guys reached out to me. Um, well, a little over two years ago now, because <laughs> I became a co-host a few months after my first appearance. Yep. And um, yeah, I just joined Twitter to follow football. Yeah. That's why I joined. And what, two years later, three years later after I joined, I met these guys and life's never been the same. No. <laughs> In a good way, right? Oh, of course. Okay. I just wasn't <laughs> sure. Okay. So <laughs> Most <you're> days. <laughs> year five, and you've mentioned, has gone through lots of iterations. I imagine... Uh, the first podcast sounds very different than the most recent oh, good podcast. Yes. yes. Have you yeah. gone back and listened to some of those season one shows? Yeah, actually, this year, uh, Mike was kind enough to uh, insert part of that original show. And uh, wow. <laughs> um, it, was it was fun to listen to. It was. Oh, yeah. I, I've gone back and listened to some of the early ones only just because you kind of want to remember where you came from. Oh, of course. Yeah. And uh, what's funny for me is at that time, uh, and we joke about it a lot. I, I just had this set up in a little corner of my basement. And so I would just invite people out of the blue. Hey, do you want to just come hang out in my dark basement and <laughs> sit around one mic and have a conversation about football? And you can tell that's totally what we were doing. And some of those original shows were like two hours long of a just blah, 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 blah. And away we go. And um, now, you you know, you kind of find that rhythm. And, uh, of course, with these two, it's been pretty easy. We were, we were able to kind of play off of one another so it uh, it's definitely taken a, a huge jump in in towards what i think sounds a little better so so it's really got going in 2015 it sounds like training camp out in spruce grove the team was, was out because of world cup i believe it was world cup in yep. 2015 yeah. right so a lot of it was going on spruce grove the game up up in fort mcmurray you mentioned you just kind of want to start talking football fans was it that training camp when you started to see more and more in the fans and you know you see the players interact with fans and you started ideas really started kind of springing from seeing basically that training camp in spruce grove Oh, I agree. Yeah, that, that was a big part of it, for sure. I mean, I already had an idea of kind of how I wanted it to go. Um, but originally, like I said, I was really looking forward to, okay, well, let's just have a new fan on every week. And in 2015, I kind of went out of my way to kind of walk through a bit of the stands to be like, oh, hey, I know you from Twitter, and you're this person, and I know you, and how, how are you doing? And uh, again, do you want to come to my dark basement? But still, <laughs> um, luckily, I was just trustworthy enough that people <laughs> did do that. And... Um, 
Thanks. <laughs> uh, so, so needless to say, um, it, was, it was that connection, though. And I could tell that that connection was there. And I could tell that other people were looking for that same kind mm -hmm. of connection. And that was a huge part of that 2015 training camp. And uh, by Grey Cup that year, um, which Mike and I basically hang out, hung out the, the entire whole, time. The entire time. <laughs> yeah. um, and that was really where our friendship kind of uh, really grew. But it was amazing to me how many people, even across the league, were coming up and saying, oh, this, now I have this other information, and so. it's great, and you know, you're, it's fun, and that type of thing. So I think that's kind of where I wanted it to go. And, and so then after that, it was like, oh, hey, there, we have a player that wants to talk to us. Great. Like, mm -hmm. that's, you know, from a fan perspective, that's what we all want. Hey, I want to know who you are. I want to know, I, I watch you on the field, and I love how you play. But where did you come from? Why do you play this? What's your passion about it? And, and I think that's really exciting. Especially with uh, football, I find over some of the other sports is guys are behind masks and stuff. Right. You don't really ever see them outside of sometimes on the sidelines for a half second when they're wearing a ball cap. And to actually <laughs> get to know them outside of the game is really important. Some of my favorite parts of this podcast, when the same thing, I just get to ask players what was NCAA like? You know, what was right. it like growing up in Stone Mountain, Georgia? Right. Those are some of my uh, favorite things. Kayla, where were you in 2015? All this. I know you just graduated university. If I can say that on the podcast. Oh yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, where were you in 2015? Uh, big year for for the city of Edmonton. Big year for the Eskimos. But what was your life like? Great seven. Four or five. Great. Years. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but no. <laughs> Um, oh, gosh. Um, I'm not sure if I had even met you guys yet. I don't think so. No. no. Um, so my life was dull. Um, Are you from here? You're from uh, Edmonton? Yeah. I was born here, but raised in Wetaskiwin. Okay. So um, I think I was just working and going to school and, you know, trying to rope people in to coming to games with me because <laughs> at that point I didn't really have anyone to watch so okay. watch with so you know just trying to brainwash people into loving football as much <laughs> as me and then um yeah I actually uh, I shot myself in the foot by not going to Winnipeg and I regret it every day <laughs> but um I went to the expo thing that they put on for um Eskimo fans okay at that big party rally thing and yeah. watch the Grey Cup there and awesome. it was extraordinary it was actually a lot of fun um but that year what can you say like <laughs> it was an amazing year, especially for football. And it just, I mean, winning is great, but winning a Grey Cup just makes you Absolutely. fall in love with your team even that much more. So 2015 was a, a very good team. I oh, still yeah. look back at the way the schedule broke down. Like, they really didn't lose after Labor Day. Nope, <laughs> they, sure they, did really, nope. they really just got hot at the right time. Yep. Yep. Uh, Mike, you mentioned you lived in Victoria and then right. moved back to Edmonton. What was it like being an Eskimo fan living abroad? Obviously, there's tons of green and gold in the city, but... Right. And there's, uh, they have fans across the country, but you're in, you're in Lions country. And I guess there's a lot of Alberta transplants in uh, Victoria as well. But what was it like following the Eskimos living in a city when you kind of feel like the only one? Yeah, especially Victoria isn't a huge football town. Okay. Uh, they're very Canucks-centric, or even if they're following football, it's like the Seahawks. Really? Okay. Um, but just because you're on an island and getting to games, it's expensive, and it's takes a long time. Absolutely. So I would go to Lions games when the Esks were in town, and I mean, it's an hour and a half ferry ride each way. You have to spend the nights, et cetera, et cetera. So um, through Twitter and other message boards, I would find other fans that were either in the Vancouver area or on the island, and we would get together and watch the games that way. So that became a real, uh, almost like a fellowship of this sort of, you know, we have a, a common bond and we all love the Eskimos. Um, several of them we've actually had on the podcast as well or I've interacted yeah. with on Twitter. Um, it's just 
it was just one way to sort of get together and have fun, and we have this great thing in common. So I'll start with you then, Mike. What was your first memory of Eskimo football? I mentioned before we got rolling, we're all three or four roughly different age groups. I imagine they'll all be kind of different eras, but I'll start with you. What was your first memory of the green and gold or even just uh, football in general? Sure. Can we we insert like the old music? Yeah, exactly. Trent, can you add that in, please? Way back when. Crackle of the the (laughs) gramophone. Back in my day. Uh, Yeah, my my parents split up when I was young and uh, I was born in medicine hat and moved here right after that my mom remarried in 75 and he was an American my stepdad and he didn't really understand hockey so but he loved football and he actually went to the same college as Johnny Bright okay so when he came to Edmonton he had that sort of connection automatically so in order for us to bond together he would bring me to football games and I am a lot older than probably everyone in this room. So I would go to Clark Stadium, and we, we were in the Knothole Gang, or we would sit in Section E and just watch the game, and I was just fascinated by it. And so this would have been, I think I watched the Grey Cup 74 on TV, and then we started going to games in 75, and that was it. And he would tell me all about Jackie Parker and Johnny Bright, Rolly Miles, Normie Kwong, all these guys in the 50s through the 60s, and I was just fascinated, and so that was our thing. Just going to game, talking about all these guys I never saw. So when Jackie Parker had his number retired in 83 or uh, became the coach right around that time, I already had that sort of knowledge and everything else. So I was just always fascinated by not only the team, but the history of the team. And that's kind of been my thing ever since. Who is your first favorite player? Charlie Turner. Really? Yeah. (laughs) What about Charlie Turner was... Uh, He was massive. Absolutely massive to me. I mean, I was... I think he came to my school in 1978, 77. And, uh, yeah, just this huge man. And he was uh, bald, like shaved head, had a goatee. His eyes were, like, just pierced right through you. But he was so incredible with kids. Uh, He was illustrating children's books. And it's just this sort of dichotomy of this huge, you know, right-left tackle uh, that was also so good with kids. And he had all the time in the world for us. And I just thought it was amazing. And after that, he's just – and to this day, still my favorite Eskimo of all time. And Andrew, same question. What was your first memory of, of Eskimo football, and who was your first favorite player? All right. Well, we, we a lot of times we talk about uh, the person who brought you to your first yep. game, and that, that's really what happened with me, too. My my Uncle Tim was a huge Eskimo fan um, for years and years, and when I was uh, about six years old, uh, so that's right in the middle of the, the five in a row, uh, brought me to my first game. And... Um, I still remember because that you. I know you're going to ask me about my favorite player, but my my first memory was um, so we used to sat, sit in C, so you're around that ten-ish yard line, and um, Warren Moon threw uh, a, a, about a ten-yard pass um, to what was my original favorite player, which was Marco Sincar. And it hit him so hard, it sounded like a gunshot went off, but he <laughs> caught it, fell to the ground immediately, but <laughs> caught it. And it was just like, wow, I, these guys, what is like, this, this is incredible. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't believe this was happening. Um, and so I went to a, a number of games with him when I was a, a kid. And then as soon as I was, uh, you know, able to kind of get my own, I was coming to games with my cousins. Okay. And, and so it's always kind of been in the family and, uh, and kind of grown from there. Kayla, my first memory is I have like 
sparks of memory of 93. Like, I vaguely remember the team winning, but don't remember too much. Kind of the late 90s is when I kick in, going to games. You mentioned people who brought you. My dad brought me to games as a kid, my, my brothers and stuff. Uh, so, like, late 90s is kind of when I started following. How about yourself? When did you get introduced to Eskimo football, and who was your first favorite player? Ooh. Well, I'm a lone wolf. I actually found football myself. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So, well, I shouldn't say that necessarily, but in high school... You, were, you weren't pushed into yeah, yeah okay. exactly. In high school, there was a boy, yada, yada, yada. Okay. <laughs> and I went to one of his football games and realized, hmm, I actually like this sport more than I like the guy. So that's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, first loves. <laughs> Somewhere he's out there going, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but it kind of just, I remember sitting in math class and the football players would actually teach me plays instead of doing our homework, and they would run plays on the book, and our teachers loved us so much. <laughs> um, but then I just kind of got a little bit into NFL and started watching that, and I remember the Patriots' first Super Bowl was 2003? 2001, I want to. 2001 there. season, 2002. I just so. happened to turn it on and watch it, and I was like, yeah, I really like this game. And, um, of course, when I moved back into the city and started working, um, friends and I would just, like, go to an Eskimo game and kind of hang out and you know it wasn't anything like it was a trickle effect almost you know yeah. like my love grew the more I watched the game so I guess it was about 12 years ago okay. now I went to my first game and it's kind of still hazy because you know you go to party and you're <laughs> it's a long it's really. there's you know, a statute you know, of limitations you know. <laughs> exactly yeah Thanks. exactly <laughs> Um, but, yeah, I just remember actually watch, watching Jason Tucker and Ricky Ray together, and uh, that injury to Tuck was, when it was that emotional for me, that's when I knew I was truly invested in this game. And then um, Fred Stamps came on the scene, and I was just full all in, like, awesome. head over heels in love with the Eskimos, so... Yeah, you mentioned that Patriot Super Bowl. You know, that's the last time I cried watching sports. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. That Super Bowl, I was 13 years old. I was a huge Kurt Warner fan. The oh, St. Louis Rams. Yes. And like Kurt, like so, I'm a Jets fan, but Kurt Warner's my favorite yeah, player of all yeah, time. Yeah. So being 13 years old when that team is favored by like 14 points, yep. and then they lose to this hotshot rookie that pff, he's not going to be around longer. Yeah, that's the last <laughs> time I cried about sports. So thanks for bringing that up. I, I, you're, I've you're had welcome. it mentally, mentally uh, blacked out. You mentioned uh, <laughs> you mentioned other football. Uh, I love the CFL. I love the NCAA. Yep. I love the NFL. Right? Yep. Do you guys just like to consume f football as well? You're not yep. league snobs, as I like to put some of the people <laughs> on, on uh, social media. Andrew, are you just consuming any any football you can? Pretty much any football. Yeah. Now, now. To be fair, before, um, a number of years back, I would say I was a, a league snob. Yep. <laughs> um, but I really started to get into the NFL um, last year for sure, but the year before I was watching more of it. And uh, so now I'm kind of into that as well. And uh, now my son is playing regularly. Awesome. So him and I together will watch a lot. And we've, we're not really deep into it, but mm -hmm. we started to watch college ball okay, and yeah. go to university games and stuff. Awesome. So it, there's that connection where he's starting to learn more and we're kind of learning from each other. So uh, I think we're kind of any football that's on, we're watching it now. I don't know if you have a favorite NFL team or favorite NCAA team, but is there a player you guys like watching together in, in either of those leagues? Right now, the player we love watching is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's hard not to, but yeah. and as a, as a reasonably new NFL fan, uh, he's just so exciting to watch. Yeah. And, and my son is, 
specifically trying to perfect that no look pass. Yeah. So, uh, um, so yeah, I think that's that's probably our biggest one. But we also like to keep keep tabs on the guys that were here. You oh, know, absolutely. We, yeah. we, you know, we watch Duke Williams get that big touchdown, mm-hmm. and and so being able to kind of have that connection because we've seen them here and I've taken him to enough practices that he's kind of seen the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes to kind of keep tabs on them too. Mike, so same with you. Are you just consuming football, football, football? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, again, being a kid who was sort of coming to that football discovery in the mid seventies, um, for me, it was the Eskimos, 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 but also the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. were so huge. And me and Joe Green was doing that Coke commercial back mm-hmm. in the day. And I thought that was, again, this massive man that is so good with the kids. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to be a, a thing that, and I didn't just, the Steel Curtain era was just so incredible. And so we would watch the Super Bowl together, watch the Grey Cup together and whatever. I mean, TV didn't cover a whole lot of football mm-hmm, back sure. then. Uh, but yeah, I've been a Steelers fan ever since, and yeah. so yeah, I just love all two them. pretty decent franchises. You, yeah, you have you, you have a championship every ten years. Yeah, or so it's with pretty those much teams, yeah. right. It's, been, it's nice. been good. It's been good for sure. Uh, Kayla, I think you're a Saints fan, correct? I oh yes, big Saints yes. fan. Oh yes. No, they're they're treading water without Drew Brees, which is pretty impressive. I know. I was also in tears when he went down because I was like, and there goes our season, yeah. just like another. <laughs> just kidding um but th- it was weird because the eskimos and the saints were really a reflection of each other at the same time just as far as like penalty problem um other issues it was like it's like looking in a mirror and it's freaky and i don't like this but you know what teddy has actually come out and proved that he, he can be a backup to Drew Brees, and this team has really picked him up and i think had faith in him which again helps with his confidence so um yeah I just give me football I am I love football um my nephew's in high school he plays football now I watch the Golden Bears um LSU's my college um Saints Eskimos just give me football this is the best season oh my god you really like Louisiana I do I know I feel like uh those are my people (laughs) even though I've never met them (laughs) although Fred Stamps was from Louisiana so yeah, yeah yeah We're in the middle of October right now, and it's so easy to lose your weekends to football, isn't yep. it? Yep. Absolutely. Like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. You have to actually pry yourself off the couch because you, you could watch. That's really important. You right? could end up watching <laughs> six, seven games in one weekend and right. blink and uh, there it goes. I know we're all bored uh, following Edmonton very closely, but following the CFL, are you watching what the Stamps and the Riders are doing, trying to keep you know, scheduling tabs, standing tabs. Are you following other storylines throughout the CFL? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we. Um, I, I think most of us watch every game okay. every weekend. So uh, I think part of that too is just you, you got to know who you're coming up against. You got to know the other stories, and especially when we get talking on the podcast, a lot of times we we don't do as much CFL wide stuff only because there is other podcasts yeah. that, that do that and, and we kind of really want to be Eskimo focused, but we do uh, obviously, you know, it makes for some great jokes when you remember, Oh, well that happened to this team or you know, like, so, uh, so we do basically watch all of them and we do talk about them in our, in our pickums every week. So I, there's, there's a ton of great CFL podcasts from, from really coast to coast. Is this is an opportunity for all three of you to shout out. Is there one from a different market that you guys have a really good relationship with or a really good rapport that, Hey, if a story happens in this city, we know exactly where to jump to. 
Well, I think the thing is we're, we're part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network, so we kind of know a podcast from every team. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously the ones that are, we, we have our ones that we regularly listen to that we're kind of closer to. I, I know for myself and mostly because the guys are close and, and we chat a lot outside of that is uh, the To and Out yeah. podcast. Okay. Um, Travis and Ty are just great dudes, and uh, so a lot of times we'll they'll be texting me about Eskimo stuff and I'll be texting them about, hey, did you see the game? And we'll chat about all these other, the other games across the league. So, um, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I, I kind of would give them a shout out first. Yeah, uh, for me, um, because I was in Victoria, I got to know uh, Brian Warishan from the uh, BC Lions Den podcast okay. long before I even met Andrew and Kayla. Um, and that was something. There were lots of people you met before. Actually. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but podcast-wise, oh yeah, okay. That was uh, so. I've known him for oh, it's got to be fifteen, almost twenty years. Okay. Um, and so I saw what he was doing, and I thought it was really exciting. So when Andrew started it up, I thought this is absolutely perfect. So yeah, he's just been someone that you know we'll talk with everybody texting or in person when he's in town, that kind of thing at Grey Cup especially. Mm-hmm. And then um, on the other side of the country, I guess, uh, Janine and Michaela from yeah, the uh, Mouchoir is, podcast. Yeah. It's a, a Ottawa Red Blacks podcast that's uh, two women running it, which awesome. I think is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, sure. And it's a great different perspective. I think they have a really uh, good sounding podcast and lots of great information. Kayla, is this the one that jumps out for you? Of course, yeah. Um, given the fact that the Owls have come back this year and really... Uh, put themselves on the map yeah. and Kari Jones is doing an amazing job and so is Vernon Adams Jr. What a treat to watch, you know. Oh, it just gets me so excited to watch <laughs> that team actually succeed. So I got to give it to my brothers out in Montreal, the Alouettes Flight Deck. Um, I know personally for Cliffy and myself, we've definitely bonded and, and we've had a friendship for a couple of years now and he's one of those guys that is just like really uplifting and especially like for female and podcasting as well. He's always that guy who's like, yeah, go listen awesome. to this chick. She's awesome kind of thing. So he's like another brother from the, on the other side of the country, but yeah, it's, it's a great podcast. Awesome. You should take a listen. Um, in the five years, I know Andrew's been five and the time has been different for, for the other two, but uh, my favorite podcast that I've heard the group do is with Dave Jameson, uh, yeah. a former uh, colleague of mine. Um, is there either a, player or a staff in the five years for each of you that you still think back and like that was a fun 45 minutes to an hour uh, conversation uh for me i think jed roberts is one of my absolute favorite we've had him on several times and it's just he can tell a story that is like no one else i mean that's i think my favorite ones are the storytellers Mm -hmm. and uh we've had him on three times three yeah yeah and it's every time it's just one of the most popular episodes we always have yeah, well, for me, I think my most memorable still is uh, Rick Walters. Nice. He just, oh, my God, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard. <laughs> Apart from Jed, like, he yeah. just had me going. Some of those stories were really inappropriately Eye-opening. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He's good at those. He yeah. is, yeah. 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 Um, can I have a few? Is oh, of course, right? please. Okay, take so, as many. Uh, the first one that I'll say was, um, it was amazing for me, but we, we only had him on the phone, but uh, when I finally got to talk to Singor Mobley, um, who was one of my favorites in the early 2000s, and uh, it was just, um, it was so un- surreal to be talking to him, like, I'm whoa, and he's just like a normal dude. <laughs> this yeah. is pretty cool. Um, the other two, um, I would say definitely uh, James Franklin. Um, oh, because he was hilarious and because he, he was, was the most polite individual in the I had, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, sir, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, so many times in your life. Oh, my goodness. And, but yet 
he played along with us, and it was outstanding. Um, definitely one of my, and uh, one of my favorite players when he was here for a number of reasons. But um, I really liked having him. And, and the last one I'll say was Kenny Stafford, and because um, now the unfortunate part was is that my co-host couldn't be there for that, but. It turned into one of the greatest one-on-one -on -one conversations yeah. I've ever had. And uh, Kenny has a great story. He's a really great dude, uh, very genuine. And uh, I think he kind of um, just got to really relax and, and tell his story. And, and so I, I absolutely loved that conversation. It is true when you're doing one-on-one -on -one in, in-person interviews. On the phone, it's, it's a little trickier. But yep. when you actually yep. have the person in front of you, sometimes you can actually physically see their shoulders loosen yeah. sure. and they, absolutely. they start to relax right? and yeah. that's always a good sign and you get some of the best stories when that absolutely yeah. happens yeah. Uh, I know all three of you are at the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium for almost every game if not every game but do you try to travel to, to a handful of games every year you were just in Hamilton I know what? Kayla yeah. Mike and Andrew do you try to travel yeah, it's been a little tougher this year. We uh, built a new house oh, in yep. Spruce Grove. Um, so it's been a little tougher financially to go. But yeah, we at least go to the Labor Day game when we can. Uh, if I can, I like to fly to the Vancouver uh, to see the Lions and Esks play. And uh, I'm in with love to go to all of them. It's just, it's a little financially tougher, yep. but yep. But yeah. Yeah, I got uh, I got out, out to three this year. So I did both okay. games in Calgary and the one in BC. Okay. Um, BC is going to become a regular tour for me, uh, but I'm hoping <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice city to visit. Well, to get that yeah, I, I, I got a buddy there, so yeah. I go and I extend the trip, and yeah. we have some fun, and and I still get to go to the game, and yeah. it's outstanding. Uh, but my yeah, my goal over the next I guess nine years is to go to one new stadium every awesome. year to to try and travel and kind of see what the team's like out there and. And uh, it's uh, it's kind of a work in progress, but that's the plan. So hopefully yeah. soon we can add uh, ha Halifax or something. Yeah, yeah that, that'd be outstanding. Like, yeah, we yeah. go down and have some East Coast kitchen party while we oh, watch a football game. That I'm totally amazing. in. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I've, oh I've heard, yes. I've, I'd like to go. I just need a reason to go there, and it looks like I will, hopefully we'll have one right. soon. Hopefully yeah. in a couple yeah. of years, but. Well, there'll be some long trips. Imagine if you're a BC line and you have to go all the oh, way yeah. out. How many time zones is that? Four. Yeah, a four. Holy so you just got to, you you'd have to be, I, I think when you're, even for us, I would say you'd like travel on the Monday and practice out there yeah. and just then be ready for the, out. so that you're actually ready for just the time zone change. Because yeah. two hours is one thing, but when you're talking three or four, it's like, whoa, like yeah. the, we're playing way past my bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Even in Hamilton, I was yeah, like, exactly. oh man. Oh, wait a minute. I'm two hours behind. Like yeah. I shouldn't be tired. God, I'm old. Uh, Grey Cup at Edmonton last year was a fun, unfortunately the wrong team was host or was winning it here, but Grey Cup parties are hard to, describe unless you've actually been to a great cup week i've been fortunate enough to be a part of two here and now in edmonton it's down the road in calgary uh your experience is great cup 2018 and you guys are planning to go are you going down for great cup 2019 oh absolutely yeah. Yeah. yes yeah. yeah all three of us will be down there and uh this will be my ninth great cup i'm pretty sure it is awesome. um overall um and uh it's there is no other party in the world no. like a Grey Cup party. And uh, especially now, like you said, with social media and everybody connecting, um, they've now, uh, for I think the past, I want to say it's 
seven years, they've had that meet and greet on yeah. Wednesday night, uh, where a whole bunch of us that know each other from Twitter get together, and it's it's just it's that Grey Cup kickoff party that I look forward to every yeah. year, because as you're sitting there in whatever pub you're in, there's a jersey from every team, and everybody is excited to see one another, and it doesn't matter who's mm-hmm. playing in the game. It's we're 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 all here, and we're going to spend the next four days having a great time together. Uh, there's there's just nothing like it. Quintessential CFL family. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah. It is. Everyone's in a good mood, and, yeah. and like you mentioned, I just like to see fans from other teams. You know, you yeah. see a lot of Ryder fans here. You see a lot of Calgary fans, but to see like a Ticat fan yeah. Yeah. or yeah. an Argo fan, it's it's really cool to see. The CFL is so unique. That's one of the reasons why I absolutely love right. this league. Yeah. Is it's hard to describe unless you've grown up around it and you see it, but exactly. it is. So unique, and that's the biggest compliment I could possibly give the Canadian uh, Football League. <laughs> we are running out of time, so I got a couple quick ones for you. Before I forget, actually, let's plug the podcast now. Mm-hmm. Where, where, where can people find it? How can they subscribe? Where can they follow all three of you? Okay, well, they can uh, they can find the podcast. Uh, you can find all of our links on the website, which okay. is eskempire.ca. Um, but of course, you can find us on any kind of podcatcher. And we've been talking a lot about Twitter, which is where we probably do most of our interaction. So that would be at eskempirepod. Uh, and then following myself, it would be at FreePalicious. And I'm at 56 Parkies. And I'm at Duchess Lombardi. And I also have a photography um, oh. Twitter account that's Ask Empire Photo. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does amazing f- uh, photography for us. And uh, the one you took last night at the stadium was unreal, by the way. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's a pretty it's beautiful. photogenic stadium, it is. isn't it? Oh, yeah. it's it's gorgeous. Especially yeah. with the sun going down, like, on the – I sit on the east side, okay. right? So, I, yeah. Year <laughs> um, five of the pod, simply put – What's next? You guys have started from a dark corner in your basement to now, <laughs> you know, a lighter corner in the basement. <laughs> no, a light, no, we're still in the basement, but it's much prettier. It's yeah. nice. But no, like I, I see the relationship you have with players, not only on social media, but, you know, practice. The players like talking to you. The mm-hmm. coaches like talking to you. That's got to be pretty cool from an idea that just started up. Again, a dark corner basement. What's next for the for, for the Empire Pod? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's been amazing, and we're we're hoping to continue those connections. You know, um, talking to more of the the players and the coaches and and uh, and some of the people behind the scenes to kind of because I think people want to know like what how does how does the team run how does this work I mean obviously not specifics but they they want to know you know some of these people who are who are part of for this sure. bigger thing that we all love so I mean that's that's definitely a goal and and uh, we're now working towards having a uh, a live episode next really? year so um, that's super exciting and um, we're we're just trying to kind of build that uh, you know being able to chat with more fans and find places where we can all connect so that's really what we're going for that's great I'm glad we're finally able to do this you guys came to my house now i have to go to your house yes yes you do so we'll definitely hook that up we'll continue the second half of this crossover podcast thank you so much for joining us is there anything you'd like to i believe we have a lot of the same listeners but is there something you'd like to tell our listeners before we wrap up just to subscribe to the Esco Empire Pod. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, especially we the more the merrier. Before the okay. games, uh, we are so we're just on the outside of Gate Six. Come on down. We're spots twelve and thirteen. Mm-hmm. That's right. Come hang out with us. Interact with us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, wherever, and you know, just hang out. It's a lot of fun. And just a huge thank you, too, to the Eskimos organization. Um, they've allowed us to now have social media passes to actually be able to interact with more people. And I know personally for me, I'm so grateful because I actually get to go on fields and take some photos. And mm, awesome. I can't tell you how much that means, not only to myself, but I know that 
all three of us in, on, on the podcast. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I just want to, uh, I'm going to pair it, Mike, but um, join in, join in, listen yep. to the podcast, uh, tell us what you think and uh, join with us on social media. And, and then, yeah, when we get a chance to put on the, um, either the, uh, the West of us parties that we do meet us at halftime by section G um, or out at the tailgate, because we, we love meeting new fans and chatting with them. And awesome. come to Grey Cup. Yes. yes. It's a quick yeah. hop and a skip. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Jump, so jump down the road. Fun. We, need, we yeah. need a big empire group. Exactly, yes. yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys coming in early this morning to record this. Best of luck with the podcast for the rest of the season. And yes, we will arrange. I will go to the dark corner. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yay, we'll we're so excited. Thanks for joining us today. Thank Thanks, you. Mark.